फ्रेंड्स वेलकम टू माई पॉडकास्ट चैनल गौरव वर्ग द नॉलेज कास्ट आई एम योर दोस्त एंड होस्ट सी ए गौरव वर्ग यू आर लिस्निंग टू दिसवेंथ एपिसोड एंड दिस एपिसोड इज रिकॉर्डेड ऑन ट्वेंटी एथ जनवरी ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी टू दिस एपिसोड वी वुड बी डिस्कसिंग नॉन कंप्लायस एंड सरकमस्टांसिस दैट वी लीड टू प्रोसिक्यूशन अंडर सेक्शन टू सेवेंटी सिक्स डी ऑफ द इनकम टैक्स एक्ट अलॉन्ग विद रिसेंट जजमेंट ऑफ द स्पेशल कोर्ट फॉर इकोनॉमिक ऑफेंस बैंगलोर बेंच इन द मैटर ऑफ I can share more accolades and achievements of my friend Gagan, but with his due permission, keeping constant of time in mind, we'll stop here and welcome him to my podcast channel. Welcome, Gagan. It's great to have you in this episode. Thank you, Gaurav. Uh, it's always a pleasure to interact with you, and uh, I really congratulate you on your this noble initiative of uh, having podcast uh, for the benefit of uh, community. more particularly chartered chartered accountant community of which you are a prominent leader thank you thank you bye folks please note that the discussion in this episode is only meant for educational and information purposes and should not be considered as any legal advice or a formal opinion friends as you are aware that we have section 276p in the act and as per 276b if a person fails to deposit the tds to the account of central government He shall be punishable with rigorous imprisonment for a term ranging from three months to seven years and with a fine. However, as per Section 278AA, uh, you know one gets the relief wherein there is a reasonable cause for such failure. In addition to Section 278AA, we also have CBDT Circular 24 of 2019, which gives a relaxation wherein EDS. Not deposited is rupees twenty five lakhs or below, and delay in deposit is less than sixty days. Also, as per Section two seventy eight B, wherein the assessee is a company, person in charge would be liable for the prosecution. Possibly, three important questions to my mind, which needs answer to somewhat conclude on the prosecution under Section two seventy six B are first. Section 276B of the Act uses the term failure to pay to the credit of the central government. What does it mean? Does it mean TDS not deposited at all, or Section 276B can be evoked even if TDS is deposited late but with interest? Second, what is the meaning of reasonable cause under Section 278AA? And third, who is the person in charge? As per Section 278B of the Act, Ravenbai, in the matter of Mrs. Penicia Hospital Private Limited, the trial court observed that the late deposit of TDS is punishable offence under Section 276B of the Act, even if the same is paid or submitted to the coffers of government with interest. Also, which I found more interesting in the observation uh, in the judgment of the court is on Section 278B. wherein the court observes that the person who was in charge of and responsible to the company for conduct of the business of the company has to be treated as guilty 
along with the company but you know at the end of the order it frees managing director from the charge of offence punishable under section 276b of the act i found the judgment to be slightly confusing and not sure one should be scared of it or should i feel happy about it what is your view gagan bhai uh thank you gorav uh, i'll take all your three questions but uh, i'll answer to them in reverse order so uh, basically the facts of this case are quite unclear and uh, the order itself has patent contradictions in its uh, in its uh, discussion now the case particular case relates to financial year 2012 13 2016-17. The company, as you rightly noted, uh, was the primary accused, and uh, as the law is more or less settled now after the Standard Chartered judgment of the Honorable Supreme Court, that in case where the accused is the company, there the principal officer ought to be regarded as uh, one of the uh, accused who can be put behind the bar because. a corporate entity can at best be imposed fine so in this regard uh, the first step in any prosecution case uh, which the department follows is to send a show cause notice asking the company that out of your entire team which person should be considered as principal officer now here uh, the term principal officer if you look at the definition given to it under section uh, under the income tax act it includes director secretary or even manager so what it essentially indicates that who was that person who was responsible for the uh, tax compliances as well as the day to day operations of the company this has to be read in uh, uh, carefully because in this particular case the managing director was submitted to be the principal officer and accordingly was made co- was made co-accused leading further uh, coming to your second question that what does the expression credit uh, deposited to the credit of central government means it essentially means that you see a tds is a tax collection mechanism which has been imposed upon the taxpayer so as to say it is normally the duty of central government to collect tax now this this duty has been delegated to the taxpayer now by virtue of that what is happening is that whenever i am making a payment to one of the vendors i am withholding certain amount of money as his tax now it is his tax but the money belongs to the government therefore there is an obligation imposed upon me that i should not retain that money with me and i should deposit it within the prescribed time with the credit of uh, to the credit of central government now the moment i withhold that money i assume the character of a custodian jise hum hindi mein bolte hain ki hum amanti ban jate hain so basically this idea 
goes to the principle of breach of trust that once you are holding the tds money it is in trust of the central government and therefore you are duty bound to deposit it within the prescribed time so therefore if there is no deduction then there is no prosecution under section 276b because you never became the custodian of that government money but if you have deducted some amount which represents tax then the moment you deduct you become trustee of that money and therefore it should be deposited within the prescribed time limits so that's the uh, long and short of it the question comes that would every delay trigger a prosecution provision or would it only in exceptional cases now here we should read the language of section 276b where very very carefully it essentially says that where the assessee has failed to deposit tax in accordance with chapter 17b now let us pause here for a moment and let us look at what what does chapter 17b contain chapter 17b begins from section 192 that is starting from the deduction of tax uh, for salary and goes up to section 204 in between this entire chapter we have section 201 sub section 1 which essentially empower government that in case there is a failure to deduct tax then the central government can deposit uh, can demand that tax from the deductor 201 sub section 1a requires that whenever there is a delay for that delay the deductor ought to pay certain interest which is prescribed in that section now how to compute how to know that this interest is to be paid to know that we need to go to rule 30 rule 30 says that you have to deposit tax within 7 days from the end of the month in which tax was deducted invariably department is taking a view that if there is a non compliance of rule 30 that means there is a non compliance of chapter 17b and that is the major flaw in this whole scheme of prosecution launching or the way it is raining prosecution notices currently so it is with the basic premise that there is if there is a violation of rule 30 that automatically means violation of chapter 17b so it is oh. in this context yeah please on to uh, section 276b you know the time period which you are saying you know that if one has deposited with tax uh you deposited tds along with the interest then actually 276b should not get triggered but if i read uh, cbdt circular 24 of 2019 therein also you know the time period is mentioned 60 days and the judgment also you know uh, this uh, by the trial court in the, in you know in the current judgment which we are discussing uh bangalore trial, trial court in the matter of financial hospital there in also you know the court said the time period does not matter if you have deposited tds late uh you know that 
that is not within the time band then also you know uh, the prosecution can be launched under section 276b so so here hmm. yeah please no no continue continue please. so you see this view is a flawed view in my uh, opinion and it all get influenced by an observation given by honorable supreme court in the case of manuvelan syntax versus union of india uh, that's 290 itr 199 now the court made an observation therein that if the law has prescribed for a punishment then it has to be followed but in what what context that observation was made that is very important to understand so in that case a similar case of uh, late payment of tds uh, was being argued and the counsel for the ssc placed a very heavy reliance on a calcutta high court judgment wherein the observation was that delay in deposit of tds does not attract criminal liability now the honorable supreme court was repelling or negating that observation and it is in this, this context the supreme court said that if there is a, a provision prescribing the consequences for non payment of tax then appropriate action has to be taken and that's what the court judgment was now invariably department is getting influenced that appropriate action in that judgment meant prosecution whereas so to my mind in a situation where the ssc has deposited tax along with interest under section 2011a before the detection by the income tax department it is a sufficient compliance of chapter 17b and therefore it is wrong to invoke section 276b in such cases and my argument or my view is substantiated by the circular of 2014 wherein department expressly stated that in cases where the ssc has already paid tax along with interest before deduction then such cases may be considered where a reasonable cause exists now this brings me to your third question that what essentially a reasonable cause is reasonable cause is a very subjective term depending on the facts of the case various factors may constitute reasonable cause like for example example uh, there is this patna high court judgment where the accountant was not available and therefore no tds could be deposited on time so that was considered a reasonable cause there is a recent uh, order of delhi trial court which is quite contrary to the findings of uh, this bangalore court interestingly the bangalore court did not take into consideration the financial hardship caused to the ssc and it said that nothing doing financial hardship is not to be considered as a reasonable cause if you see para 26 of the order you would find this interesting observation that the financial constraints absence of mentoria cannot be termed as reasonable cause now contrary to this 
the recent order of delhi trial court in the case of ito versus action bridge was swayed by the very fact that the ssc was facing financial difficulty which he was able to establish during the course of trial and on that ground the uh, prosecution was dropped so as you rightly said in the very beginning that the bangalore court's order is bit confusing because at one stage it is completely ignoring the financial constraint but when it comes to the uh, punishment part it says the company was going through financial difficulty it had all the intention to deposit tax as it has already deposited tax so while sentencing it became little lenient so uh, i go back to my uh, initial comment that uh, this order seems to be full of contradictions thanks again bhai for this wonderful discussion and you know giving us insight uh, on to this section 276 and also the judgment but i think it would be great if you can summarize you know what we discussed quickly uh, for the for our listeners yeah so the sum and substance of both these cases if you read the both these cases one would come to the conclusion that prosecution under section 276b was not meant to be mechanical provision it was intended for those unscrupulous taxpayers who would withhold government money and deliberately did not deposit it although the word deliberately is not there but if you read it along with section 278a then yes if there are genuine difficulties bona fide challenges then in those cases the assessee can always claim a defense that there were reasonable cause because of which he could not comply with the uh, rules requiring payment of tax in due uh, before due date but that does not give us carter blanke uh, authority to the deductor not to deposit tax and it should not be assumed that every time you will get off the hook thank you gagan bhai once again uh, thanks to you for making our life simple or giving us a sign of relief you know that there are chances or there are scope that even if tds is not deposited on time you know there are you know uh, cases you know through which we can get a Uh, favorable order from the court uh to my listeners you know hope you have enjoyed this session if you have any feedback for me feel free to write to me on my twitter handle at the rate ca gargorov or my email id gorov1@jkar.com don't forget to subscribe my channel gorov with knowledge cast goodbye for now thank you gagan good day